Welcome to Building Your Best Career, a podcast for professionals looking to find their voice, define their brand, and maximize their impact. Episodes are a collection of lessons from real life, interviews with people doing incredible things, tips and tools to get you on your way to realizing your infinite career possibilities. Hey there. So today we're going to be talking about how to manage the most important project that you'll ever manage. Most of you know already that I spent a large portion of my career as a project and program manager. And at some point, I was just, I'm not even really sure. I was reading something about project management or program management and thinking about leadership development. And for whatever reason, it just kind of clicked in my mind that there are a lot of crossovers from managing a project to managing your career. And I know that so many of us really struggle with trying to figure out where to start and what to fix first and how to address our careers and how to take control and how to be purposeful in what it is that we're doing. And if you're the type of person that really needs some kind of structure or outline or guidelines and things like that, I hope that this will be really helpful because I found just in the way I was thinking about things, it made it so much more clear to me on how I could find a spot to pick up and work forward from. And I'm going to explain to you what I mean. So you can Google anywhere the project life cycle model. There are tons and tons of them. And, you know, like I said, you can just go on Google and do an image search and it'll show you a bunch of different images. A lot of times it looks like a pie chart. Sometimes it just looks like a, a, a cycle guide. There's lots of different things. They're always very colorful. Some of them have 20 steps. Some of them have five steps. Some of them have two steps. But overall, in general, depending on what model you choose, there should be four main phases. And depending on what project management studies you've taken or what program you align with, if it's PMI or any of those, again, they've got their own different versions, but they all kind of bubble up to the same four sections, which are typically the initiation phase, the planning phase, the execution phase, and then the analyze phase or the project closure. Okay, those are the four ones that I'm really going to talk about today because, again, they're in every model that you can find. Sometimes they fancy up the words. Sometimes they describe it a little bit different. Depending on the different industries that you're working in, sometimes they personalize them a little bit. But those are really the four phases of managing any project. And your career is really quite similar once I started thinking about it, right? So you've got your initiation phase. I mean, that's when you're starting off your career or starting a new job or starting a new project or starting a new phase of your career. You have to do your homework and figure out what it's going to take to get things done. What do I want to do to get this job? Where do I want to go? What am I going to need to get myself ready to prepare for this? Okay. You make a commitment that you're going to do this project, that you're going to be successful in your career, that you're going to be in charge and know where it is that you're going, okay? Then you get to the planning phase and we all know I'm a planner, so I love this phase because this is the area where you really dig into the details and you create your Gantt chart and you create your your lists and your lists and your timelines and all of those different things. You're going to figure out 
where do I want to go from point A to point B to point B, D? Gosh, I can't even do my letters. Point A to B to C to D, right? How do I want to get from those points? How long is it going to take me? How long do I want it to take me? What am I going to need to get from each of those points to the next one? This is where you really dig in and you'll spend a lot of time in this planning phase to make sure that it's right. And when I'm talking about planning for your career, think about it this way. Say you've just started or you've just started a new job or even if you're stuck in the middle, you've been doing it for a few years and you have no idea where to start. Go back to the point where you started, okay? Think about when you started this job or the start of this career, what it was you were thinking was of interest to you where you wanted to go. Did you just want the type of career where you kind of got a little bit of autonomy, had projects and things that you knew you liked to do and just kind of coast through that through the whole way? Or did you have goals? In your mind, did you see yourself being a supervisor, being a manager, being a director, being a, a, a CEO? Do you see yourself getting to a higher path? Or do you see yourself kind of a a linear path and there's no wrong answer here I mean not everybody is meant to be a manager we've, we've talked about that before right if if worker B is where you think is what speaks to you and what will make you the most happy and successful then plan it out that way this is in no means trying to encourage you to try and figure out your way to the top of the ladder right not everybody's gonna get to the top of the ladder so when you're looking at your planning phase, you want to think about, all right, it's, you, usually it takes this many years for people to get from this level to this level. And all of these things are researchable. Again, think about it like you're managing a project. Sometimes we manage projects that we don't know very much about. And we have to do research. We have to figure out, okay, what's a typical timeline for this? Even builders that are building structures over and over again, sometimes, hey, you have to have a new vendor and you have to find out what's the typical lead time on getting materials from this vendor. Do they, do they get them there in two weeks? Do they get them there in four weeks? How long is this going to take? There's busy times of the year. There's slow times of the year. So they're constantly adapting their, their model to each project. And you can do this with your career. You can do the research and try to find out for your organization, how long does it typically take to get from this level to that level? What types of requirements are needed for me to get from this level to that level? What is it that I want to do? Is that a goal that I want to set for myself? Do I want to look outside my industry? Do I want to look outside my organization but staying with the same type of activities, right? What is it that speaks to you? And kind of map it out on a piece of paper. You can draw your own project life cycle phase for your career. I want to start here. Maybe I'm just a, a general administrative person, right? I'm just starting at the bottom of the ladder. I want to work my way up to be a project manager. I want to learn more so that I can start managing teams. Then maybe I want to start being able to do more and more briefings and lead larger teams. Then maybe I want to lead the, the managers of those teams. Map that all out. Perhaps you you know, work in an industry where you are probably only going to top out at just maybe a first level manager. And that's what you're looking to do. So you figure out what it is that you need to do to get to that point. Whatever industry you're in, this is something that is generic enough that you can apply it when you're planning. 
We've talked about the value of having a plan before and being in control of your career. And even if it's on the back of a napkin, right? Maybe you're out to dinner and you're tossing ideas out with your friends or your spouse or whomever it might be, and you're just mapping it out, throwing some ideas around on a back of a napkin. Save that napkin and check in on it every once in a while and see, how am I doing on my plan? How am I doing? Am I, am I making progress? Have I gotten new interests? Have I been to a meeting where I met somebody that was really dynamic and really inspired me that now that's what I want to do? And rework it a little bit. Reconfigure the timeline. Write it on a piece of paper instead this time, right? So maybe you have it so that you can track your progress and being aware that you are in control is really empowering because it's so much different than you just going along for the ride. Now, the next phase is the execution phase, right? And that's the phase you're typically already in. You're already executing your career unless you're just coming out of college and you're, you're job searching now, right? But if you are working now, you are already in the execution phase. You are already working on your career. Some folks would say to me, well, you know, I'm working in a restaurant or I'm tending bar or I'm doing landscaping or I'm doing some kind of an hourly job while I'm looking to get into my career. And I would argue that that is a part of your career. That may not be the full dream career that you have in mind, but you are still learning and gathering skills at whatever it is you're doing at that job that can feed into your ultimate career. Many of us go through different types of jobs as we're leading into that final path that leads us to the, to the finish line, right? We meander through all different types of hourly jobs or starter jobs, just like starter homes type of thing, right? We date before we get married, all of those things. But you're always learning and gathering information throughout that process that you will carry through once you get to that envisioned career path that you're thinking of. If you're already on that, that path and say maybe you're 10, 15 years in, you're already in that execution phase. And it's never too late to take a look at your planning phase for the, the career that you're executing, right? Take a look back. Maybe you never did any planning. It doesn't mean you can't do it now. You have lots of information that you've gathered over the years from talking to people and working with people and experiences that have shaped what excites you, what empowers you, what really inspires you to want to finish the rest of your career doing. And you can certainly make adjustments to your plan. So you want to go back and maybe you never had a plan. Take a look at how, you know, make a list of all of the different things that you have been doing over the years and take a look at how they can tie together to make sure that you are on that path that you want to be going down and kind of tighten it up. Make sure that it's got all of the information on there so that you know, okay, I'm at this level now. I've been executing here for this amount of time. I'm doing pretty well, but in order to get to the next step, I need to be looking to do this. I need to be adding this education or adding these skills or adding these responsibilities. How can I look to do that? The project closure obviously is towards the end, once you get to the end of your career. And you wanna look back and make sure that you have completed things in a manner in which you can be proud of. And again, 
this one is towards the end. If you're getting ready for retirement, that's awesome. Super exciting time to go play golf or hang out with the grandkids, whatever it is that you're looking forward to doing. But if there are little things that you need to tie up to get there to make sure that you can look back and say, all right, I finished that out strong. Again, even if we've started off a hot mess and everything is just all over the place, we wandered all around, towards the end, we've got so much experience to be able to look back and say, I can pull upon all of these things and I can really tie things up in a nice bow at this point. Okay, and you're doing this analysis at that point, but I would argue, and a lot of the Project Lifecycle um, guidance tells you to be analyzing all through the execution and closure phase, right? Because you want to be constantly assessing and looking at what it is that you're doing to see what's working and what's not and what's optimal and what's slowing you down or what's causing you aggravation or causing you unhappiness. So constantly evaluating what you're doing. Take a look at your plan again and think, maybe this isn't the right the right thing on here. Maybe I need to adjust this because I'm finding that this is just frustrating me or I'm finding that I'm not making any progress here or I'm finding that this takes way longer than I had thought, okay? And rework those as you're doing your planning and execution. You want to constantly be reassessing and analyzing and pulling from the information and experience that you have and reapplying it to yourself, okay? It's really important for us as we are managing our careers and being in charge of what it is that we're doing to recognize ourselves as the expert of our career. Now, I'm not saying that you know everything there is to know about the industry that you're in or the career path that you're on in that type of terms, right? What I'm saying is you are the expert of you. You know what you like, you know what you don't like, you know all of your experiences, ones that people may not even realize, right? You know all of your shortcomings. If you are honest with yourself, you can look back and say, you know, I've gotten feedback in the past that I am a terrible writer. I need to work on that. I've gotten feedback here. And maybe those are things that you don't share with other folks because we get embarrassed or uncomfortable about the facts that, of the things that we don't do spectacularly. Whatever it may be, you are the expert on you. And you have to give yourself at least that amount of credit to know that you know what it is that you want to be doing and leverage that expertise as you are doing your planning and execution and analyzing of everything that's going on. Allow yourself to leverage that expertise because you know if you're doing something that isn't quite right for you. You know if you are phoning it in and it's not something that's bringing you happiness and is going to be great for the long term and is going to need adjustments. You also know if it's something you can live with for the right now. And you can psych yourself up to bust your butt and give it a little extra effort even if it isn't the thing that you really want to be doing at whatever phase in your career, right? So maybe in the beginning when you're doing those hourly jobs, you know you hate them. You know that this isn't what you have in mind, but you also know that it's a means to an end because you have to look for a job and take your time, but you have to pay your bills and you're meeting lots of different people. Many hourly jobs are great for networking because you're constantly meeting people day after day after day. Be friendly to them. Talk to them about your job. Those kinds of things, right? So you know that 
what you're learning there can be applied. You know how much effort you're making to finding that career job. You know how dedicated you are to getting there. And your expertise in making sure that you manage you is crucial. On the flip side of that, understanding that you are not the expert of all, particularly all things external, is very important as well right? Because you know what you're not good at. If you are looking for a job or looking to get a promotion or looking to find a different opportunity, you know that there are areas that you don't know what you're doing. So you have to do the research. You have to talk to people in your network. Maybe you get a coach, maybe you get a mentor, maybe you go to a job fair, whatever it is that would be useful in your situation. You also know what you don't know and trust that. Trust that if you don't know what it is that you're doing in an area that you will reach out and find somebody who can help you and be willing and able to ask for that help. I'm not necessarily talking for people for money. I'm talking about their, their expertise. Most people love to share what they know. Think about it. If someone came to you and said, I'm trying to do this and I see that it's something you're really good at. Could I just ask you a few questions about that? How many of you are going to sit there and tell me that that would not be flattering and you couldn't five, five minutes for that person because it would make you feel really good that someone sees you as an expert at something, not to mention the feeling that you get when you do something good for somebody else, right? So think about that when you need to ask somebody for advice or help. There's so much information on the internet now. I mean, a lot of it is anonymous. You can go on LinkedIn and you can reach out to random people that might be in areas that you're interested to learn about and reach out to them, right? You can go on SlideShare and read the slides that they put up there about different industries and different things that are going on. There's a lot of resources out there. The problem is, is it takes time. And so many of us want things done now. We want it done yesterday. I don't want to take the time. It's everything is so time consuming. I want it done now. But all good things that come are usually because you took the time to do them right. Okay. So think about that when you're doing your planning phase of your project management life cycle, think about how much time it's going to take you to get to your next phase. Think about how much time it's going to take you to do the proper research, to reach out to the people that you need to, to solicit help in areas that you might need. And sometimes we don't even know what we don't know, right? We, we may not realize that, oh, this job, you start talking to somebody and they explain, oh, well, to get there, you need to do this, this, and this. And you didn't even realize that you didn't even know that. So having a, a person that you can draw information from or do the research online and take notes and gather as much information can be really helpful because it can help tighten up that planning and make sure that you're being realistic in how long you think it's going to take to do things. It's very important for us to recognize the value of managing our own career. Because honestly, folks, no one else is going to manage it the way you can. And you don't have to be a project manager. You don't have to be a program manager. You really don't. I'm, I'm giving this as a tie over because so many folks I talk to are project managers of sorts at some point in their career. So it's kind of one of those tie overs that just seems to make sense. But you don't have to be a project manager to do all of this. But you do have to be interested in being in control of your career because 
your sister's not going to do it. Your mom's not going to do it. Your coworker's not going to do it. Your spouse is not going to do it. Your kids aren't going to do it. You have to make it what it is that you want to do. And at times it's really hard work. It really is. And it's very time consuming and it sometimes is thankless, but you're the person thanking you. So it's only as thankless as you make it. If we choose to really be in control and manage everything that we are doing and paying attention to all of the little details, there's so many good things that can come out of that. And even if you hit a speed bump where something doesn't quite go your way, maybe you don't get a promotion, maybe you do a presentation that's not quite stellar, maybe you don't get the job that you were hoping for, okay? There is something to be learned from all of those experiences. There is something to be drawn from. And I've talked about this in other episodes. Be the person that even after, you know, you've, you've had your, your mope day because everything blew up in your face. Now sit down and be constructive because you are the manager of your career. Be constructive and go back and pick it apart. What worked? What didn't? What could I do better? Maybe it's the wrong industry. Maybe it's the wrong person. Maybe it was bad fit. Maybe I just didn't have a good day. Maybe I was overqualified. There's a lot of maybes out there, right? It could be a lot of different things, but take the time to deconstruct it and adapt it into your planning for the next steps. Learn from whatever it is you can in that experience to make yourself stronger, to make yourself go further. You're worth it. You are, and I'm sure at some point in time, you've said that to yourself. It's hard for us to tell ourselves that every day because sometimes we just get caught up in it, right? But it is your career and you deserve to be happy and you deserve to be successful in whatever definition that means to you. Managing our careers can really set us on a trajectory to achieve all of those things. All right, so thanks for listening to Building Your Best Career. I hope you enjoyed it. Head on over to buildingyourbestcareer.com and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Feel free to drop me a note with any topics you'd like to hear about or if you'd like to be a guest on an episode. And please go ahead and recommend me to your friends. Until next time, always remember to stand up and be confident. Stand by all that you do and say with integrity and stand out because after all, there's only one you.